Okay, so I think that, because I don't want to lose this point, this awareness, and when you're working with a student, is really important. So, and I, you got to correct me if I got this wrong. So, everybody has awareness at some Can level. Yeah, everything. Everybody has awareness at some level. Yeah. Right. I'm actually recording this now. Oh, oh, shit. That's okay. <laughs> That's it. That's a good hold moment. On. I'm, I'm pouring. No, no, no. We're my, rolling. My baby. ears are burning. I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm not peeing. Uh, right. That's, this this is, is Folger's best from the 7-Eleven. No, no, it's not. It's actually Cameron's, who is not corporately sponsoring me at all. I just like to buy it. It's the breakfast blend. It's delicious. <laughs> Sorry. Straight black. Oh, right. yeah. oh God. so good. That is oof, delicious. Rough. You and my mom could be sitting there in like an August day, hot, August, August, August day, August. drinking that stuff. Oh, Jesus. You I can't drink cold, cold coffee. I can't drink cold coffee. <laughs> I don't like it. So I got it. I don't want to lose this. Sorry. Go this awareness. So everybody is at some level coming to their lesson with awareness. But this is the interesting part. There's awareness gone awry, which is self-consciousness. There's yes. a hyper awareness. Yes. Is that right? Correct. There's a hyper awareness. And I was hyper aware as a kid. I was always like, you know, like, oh God, you know, they're watching me, you know, in the court next to me or the, you know, we, where I played, there were four courts in a row. <laughs> so it makes it your court. There's only two. You're kind of isolated. So you just got to deal with the people next to you. But I was hyper aware of that. So everybody has an awareness. It's a question of, is it a self-conscious awareness or is it an awareness of, 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 and well, hold on. There's an awareness, then there's a self-conscious awareness. And then within self-conscious awareness, there's a, am I being self-conscious of my skill sets that I need to improve or am I being self-conscious of how I look right now? And what we're really saying is you, we want you focused. We want you aware and you are going to be self-conscious, but we want you self-conscious about the right things, not the wrong things. And the wrong things are, oh God, I look fat in this, or I don't have a good tennis racket, or, oh God, I move so poorly in the tennis court, or, oh God, there's my friend over there that I've played with. Now she's going to watch me in this lesson or whatever it is, whatever it is, or right. We, we don't want that self-consciousness, but we want a healthy sense of self-consciousness. Is that right? Yeah. Because, well, I think well, think about it. And then we got to tie that back to vision. Well, but but isn't this interesting though, that people are, are playing something that they like, but at the same time, it reveals their weaknesses or the things that make them feel bad about themselves. Maybe they don't move very well, but they love, but they love tennis. They like right. hitting a ball, right. but then the game basically illustrates how poorly you move right because you're maybe are bad. or maybe uh, how out of shape you are C correct and right. then you're like but then you're embarrassed by that but isn't that a weird dichotomy that you're going to sign up for something that makes you feel good and bad about yourself. well but you're not thinking about that as you go onto the court i think that that's where that self-delusion comes in because you're walking out of the court and you're like well i'm gonna go have a lesson i'm gonna go have a tennis lesson and you've got a vision in your head and this is so good we're doing this because you've got a vision in your head man your vision is <clears throat> you're the kid walking into the music store you may not relate to this as well as i do but you're the kid walking to the music store with the um 
with the ACDC song tape in your hand and you're like, I can play like this. I want to play like this and I'm going to play like this. And you've got this vision in your head and, and you walk into the, you walk into the, 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 the little room where they teach you. I want to sing like this. I want to play bass like this. I want to play guitar like this. I want to play drums. And the guy's like, hmm, okay. And he's thinking to himself, oh, this guy, I don't know if he's got the skills, but we'll, we'll get him there. We'll get him there. We'll at least get him through the first few bars. Right. And, um, and so he, he, he patiently sits there and listens and is like, okay, can, this can is I, your can, vision. Can I cut you off and give yeah, you a story? Of course. So I was working on, I'm trying to work on my singing because I'm not a singer. And we've, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but so when I want to, I tend to go up a lot for like intensity, right? So it's more like screaming, right? New York yelling is what I call it. And last night I was listening because we had spoken about Ronnie James Dio and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to listen to Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. I right. love that album. Yeah. And Which, as a, by the way, they hated, they didn't like that album at all. No, but you know, hold on. They say that, but in hindsight, it's actually one of their best albums. I always thought it's, it was. No, 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 no. Yeah, they, yeah. they said that after the fact, and that's not true. They're, I don't want to get into no, it. No, no, no. I know. I just, um, I just think it's interesting. I don't, I didn't bring it up to be controversial. I just, no, but, but, yeah. but again, if you, if you, it depends when that interview was. Right. 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 They were also whacked out on. <laughs> well, but then they also had a problem with RJD being in the band. Right, that was another problem. But I would argue, though, they should have stayed together because no, I, those two albums are great. Mob, the, people, mob rules. And, if you don't like yeah. Ozzy, mm. and but you like hard rock, right. please go listen to Heaven and Hell with Ronnie James Dio and Mob Rules. And mob rules. <sighs> oh, Sign of the Southern Cross. Yeah, it blows oh, it's, yeah, so it's so really, good. So it's anyway, so, so I'm listening to that last night, and I realize on that album when Ronnie goes to sing a big chorus. He actually doesn't go up in register. He drops it and goes lower on like half the song. So he can go higher. But no, but he doesn't go higher. He sings at like this mid range in some of the songs and then he'll just go lower. And I was like, wait a minute. I actually think I could sing like that, not sound bad. So where's the best reverb in the house? Best bathroom. Bathroom. Yeah. So I go in the bathroom and I'm singing with him on oh lady evil right lady evil oh, great yeah. song it's a good jam mm -hmm. and lady evil evil <laughs> she's a magical mystical woman right and so i'm, I'm like oh wait. only only somebody who has wizards and warlocks in their home can really give that its due when you're actually recording it and that's oh there you go, that's why no that's right why and that, you're like you're, that's you're, why that that's that, why that could happen because he had a vision this draws us back to the vision he had a vision in his head of lady evil and he this is how you this is how this happens right correct and then i had a vision for this these songs that i'm writing right now that i want to sing right but i know that i listening back on our rehearsal tapes i'm like ah oh, it doesn't i'm flat i'm sharp it doesn't sound good i can't go there yeah where do i go so but i had a vision of what i wanted right for these courses right and i realized listening my awareness to Ronnie on this particular album. Oh, wait a minute. I, I think I'm going to go here with this. Right. And, and so last night I was up till, I don't know, 10 o'clock. I sang for like, I don't know, an hour and a half, right? Just going through his songs and listening and, and, and being aware. But now and, this is interesting. 
Okay. You, I, this'll be, now you're probably going to say, well, they're my band and everybody's comfortable with everybody and everybody is blah, 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 blah. But this'll be interesting. Is there any element of self-consciousness? Like if you were to do that with everybody standing around and you were flat or sharp or whatever. Not anymore. Not anymore, but be, in the be, beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you would have done what tennis players do. I had, I right. had. I had a bad form of self-consciousness, right? Uh, Blizzle, my songwriting partner for the last 10 years was the one that was like, listen, you need to start singing. I'm like, dude, I can't sing. He goes, yeah, but when you're performing live, it's, it's the performance. It's the emotion. No one's going to know you're flat or sharp because you're so right big in your performance. Right. And so he gave me the space to start developing that. Right. And then as over the last 10 years, I've been working with people that are her, will say to me, they can hear what I'm trying to do, but I'm also, because I'm not super, I know that I'm not a singer. Right. I'm like, just tell me if it's off or not. And I remember working with Southside, um, who's our, uh, one of our guitar players at his house recording last year. And we're working on a song and I'm, he's like, okay, you're going to sing it and we're going to do it till it's right. And I was like, okay. And my daughter, uh, uh, fiercely fabulous was there. My oldest fiercely fabulous. We call her and she's sitting over on the, <laughs> the couch reading and I'm singing. I'm like, and I look at George and he's like, Nope. I was like, okay, do it again. Count it in. And then, then, then the, then the click track goes people that record this. People like, who don't do this, don't understand how absolutely humiliating this can be. Th this but is it, why, this is why artists don't want to play their hit songs. It can anymore. be extremely humiliating. Well, so when an artist like I hate humbling. that I hate that song because they probably sang it four thousand times or performed it before it was even released. Right. So she's sitting there. At the love, energy, and excitement have long left the building. <laughs> so, so fabulous is laughing on the couch and, and he ready by the thirtieth time. He's like, "Well, it was actually pretty good." I was like, "It's a keeper." No. But it was better. But you're getting there. You're getting there. Would you like some water? Which it must be, which <laughs> yeah. must be, this must be how, this must be how at some level your students must feel, right? When they're, I think it is how they feel, when they're which working, is why I'm empathetic because I get it. When they're working on trying to, trying to work on a movement or a hit, right? But here's what's hard. Like, so when you're singing, just like when you have a microphone in front of the headphones, right? I, I, I'd sing it with, off mic and, and he Southside would say, that's it. Right. You got it. I put that the headphones on, I'm in front of the mic. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, Ugh. <laughs> and he's like, what just happened? You just nailed it. I'm like, you know what just happened? Hold on. There's a connection. The connection is, this is interesting. I think it's interesting. I always think this is interesting, but the connection with the tournament, what just happened? That's the same thing. Well, I don't understand you. I don't understand you. You nailed this in practice. I don't understand, honey. You blah, 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 blah. And then people come in and they go, well, listen, you got to practice like you're going to perform. Okay. That's easier said than done. But the truth is, is that there's this whole, and this is what is driving at some level tennis rockers is the emotional component. Something happens to you. When you get on the tennis court into a tournament, something happens to you when you put on the headphones and you're in a situation where there's the big red button that says record under it, right? Something happens. You see it and you're like, oh, no. And it's weird though too, because you have this thing where you're like, 
I got this now. I'm going to nail it. And then you hear it back and you're just like, oh, man, that's brutal. But, like you, strangling needed, but, cats. You, but you needed you needed that. You needed that. Um, you needed to discard your self-consciousness at that point. You needed to discard your self-consciousness, the unhealthy self-consciousness of there's the big red button that says record. There's the headphones. There's the people over there. There's the this. But do you know tennis. why I can do that, though? <clears throat> Because you've done it a lot. Well, yeah, but also it's with Southside and with Blizzle, they'll both say that was a good take. You're getting, and they mean it. No, 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 because because right. it's horrible. I mean, you're not going to put something out that's garbage, right? That, right. Mm-hmm. So if it if it serves the song and they know that that's what we were going for, what we're leaning towards. Now and- take this into the tennis realm, right? The tennis realm is that's you look at a student and they execute on it, not the way you really would want them to, but they're getting there. Yeah, the, the, you, you got about half the melody. You're almost there. You're just not hitting that high note right now, but that's okay. Maybe it needs to be a low note. You got, Maybe the, majority, need, right, right? You got the majority of it, or you're, you're, in, you're, you're there. You're getting there. You're, you're, you're just keep going. You know, right, right. And I think people should also understand this that. is a struggle. This is the struggle that we just talked about, right? Not getting good quickly, right? I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. And if I'm not there recording, right, it's not going to happen that day, right? Well, and you get excited because you're thinking, oh, the song is recorded. It's just my vocal and, now. And you know what? And I have to say this. I have to draw this back to an analogy we did on the court the, the other day. So we put out seven cones and they're all different colors. And basically we've been working this drill now for quite some time. And before we were going through buckets and buckets of balls, right? And now it's down to like a couple of balls per cone, which is really cool. And so this time I put one is one is hitting. I'm, 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 I'm hitting to him. So it's a live feed ball. And that ball is going, and then he is to call out the color, and he is to hit it to get as close to that target as he can. And what I did is I put the other kid behind him, <laughs> and he's doing, and this, and my son Bomber is behind, and I said, just go with me on this. He hates the fact that he's got to stand in front of these cones. He thinks he's going to hit them and he does hit them sometimes. He thinks he's going to trip on them. He's going to run into them. And I go, just go with this. Just, it's the mess in the moment. It's kind of like the same analogy you're talking about here with you sitting there with Southside and Blizzle or whatever. And, and, and they're just like, they had a willingness to go through this with you and to make this big mess and to struggle and you were willing to do it too. You had to put away your self-consciousness, right? You had to put away the, because oh God, they everybody's have, looking at me. Because now. they have created the environment of, ready? So I'm going in with, hey, we like your melody. They're the tennis coach in the tennis facility. Yes, they're saying to me, we love these lyrics. They fit. The melody is great. You re- reproducing the melody right now is not there. But these other components are good. They're really good. So we're feeling good about that. That's the same thing as saying, hey, listen, you're setting up really well. You're, you're almost that your head is just jerking back a little bit, taking you off your center of gravity. So that's where you're clipping the bottom of the frame. But those guys are also your tennis coaches at that point. Yes, absolutely. Because they're basically saying to you, they're creating a milieu, an atmosphere, whatever you want to say, that is comfortable for you, that allows you to discard the, the ugly parts of your self-consciousness until we get to the red recording button. Ye- 
but it allows you to rehearse to get to that point and comfortable. So like the tennis facility should do that and the tennis coaches can do that. And then they allow you to keep making these mistakes. So do you think as educators, do we put, and I think because I have two loves, right? But because I'm not an expert musician, I have to humble myself and be the student. So maybe that's what makes me a better coach because I can empathize with my students. Because I do bring it, like just, this is what Tennis Rockers is, where this is not made up. I bring up music analogies all the time in my lessons. So with, this is interesting, so you're not a pure expert. You're a- No, you're and, and I was, hold on. So I was a, about to say though is, I'm not a pure expert, and I also have to be the student in another aspect of my life. Do you, I wonder, do you think there are experts, coaches, educators, teachers, whatever, that will only stay in their wheelhouse and won't put themselves in a position to also be the student? And how can you then teach somebody? It's almost like saying doctors are the worst patients kind of thing, right? So you have people that teach something, but they don't do it themselves. They just teach it. Dude. You, you, you yourself are answering your own question. I, okay. You, I'm just because I'm hypothesizing here. These people, these experts, are the will to conquer people. Oh, uh, okay. okay. You're by being a will to know person. Yeah, hit oh, it, right, hit which it. one do I hit again? Th- that's no. This. I think I hit this one. Oh yeah. Because oh, that's I, a moment I, to celebrate. That is a moment. I didn't. Yes. Okay. I, aren't okay. you? But isn't that what you're saying ultimately? I mean, because the the will by being this student expert aren't you you put on the armor aren't you when you have a will to conquer you're putting on armor so you don't have to reveal your own or humble yourself fallibilities fallibilities or anxieties whatever you can just say this is where i live or you don't know or admit that you don't know when a student says to you well you know what is that let's say it's a stutter step to borrow a previous thing and they don't know the term stutter step you're probably gonna roll your eyes and say every coach knows stutter step but what if they were to say well i take all these micro steps and i take all this and they and they don't know that it's called stutter step all of a sudden they're like yeah 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 let's uh let's move on yeah well everybody does that that thing (laughs) or whatever i'm just saying you by being the student expert you are basically being you're 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 going with your whole will to know thing which is you know i'm i'm you know that- i didn't think of that but so then would, would will to conquer go hand in hand with uh black and white thinking yeah closed loop like we always close loop yeah. close loop and you're not you're 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 staying in your wheelhouse and you're the expert and the very danger of that, and that's where I think more coaches would benefit from the will to know approach, because the very danger in that is is that it sets you up as like, well, I mean, if you're not right, but I mean, this goes and this goes back to the analogy of what I was talking about. I now have an even. This is what's so great about our conversations is that I have an even greater appreciation of what a tennis program. Because the thing is that oftentimes, as a customer, I think you know you're looking at a tennis pro and you're like, yeah, it's a hundred bucks. Boy, this guy better spin some freaking magic here, because if he doesn't spin some magic, he's done. I'm out. All right, if he can't make me Nadal in three lessons, well, then he's probably not any good. I'll go to somebody else. When in fact, like, and I, we weren't talking about in this episode, but just the previous episode we were talking about, and I'm think I'm listening to what you're saying about like, you know, you just you you took you took your guy and you're like, no, listen, and and you're watching him and you're thinking to yourself, okay, 
you're, you're analyzing by playing mini tennis. Okay. What's going on here? Why is he having problems getting to, Oh, I see. This is where he takes the ball. He doesn't take the ball where, you know, a long-term tennis player might take the ball. And then what you're doing is you're like, okay, listen, then you're, then you're proposing an exercise and you're like, okay, well, okay. all right. So we're going to do, which is a normal exercise for you. So this wasn't any fancy thinking like two to the deuce, one to the ad fine. But then the more complicated thing you're doing is you're trying to introduce to him, listen, in these five milliseconds that you have to make this decision, you're going to have to, and this is what you were trying to teach him. You're going to have to come late to it because of the strike zone, the way you take it. But in the process of doing all of that, right, you as the teacher student, you have to be the expert for those few minutes and you've got to float the ball at just the right depth, just the right depth and just the right height in order for your student to effectively be able to get a vision, get a vision of, I could do this, right? I could do this because if you don't hit the ball right, the student doesn't get the vision, right? So you're inherent. It's in, it's, it's just, it's implicit and inherent on you as a coach to be able to, your student comes to you with a vision like, you know, I want to be able to hit the ball a certain way. And that's the purpose of this episode is to really talk further about the vision thing and reflection and, and, um, processing, but your student comes to you with a vision and says, listen, I want to hit the ball like Justine Hennon in the backhand. Okay. And I want to do this. Well, you as the pro have to sit there and first you have to go, okay, that's great. But now I've got to take apart what you are, where you're at. Just to borrow your whole like singing analogy thing, which is like, you know, I think, you know, your lyrics are great, i.e. I think you walk up to you, would, you, you know how to meet the ball, right? <laughs> and I think you've got the passion and the will to, to want to try to be able to do this, i.e. you're going to take do a million takes and rehearse this until you can try to get it but you're not there on the actual execution. So now I, as the coach, have to help you do that. And it's not the same with music. With music, it's kind of like, yeah, man, that was pretty good. Uh, you know, you might want to sing that part where you say, and I, you know, and, and I tried or whatever. You might want to sing that a little higher or whatever, but that's not nearly as intense as what you're doing as a tennis coach when you're on the court and you're like, okay, yeah, well, all right. So here's what I want you to do. And then you have to physically manifest that so that they can get to that next level of the vision. Oh, yeah. no, is that right? Yeah. Is that, well, I, that's what I've said. Like when you're, when people do like a spinning class, the instructor doesn't have to physically move you in a way right. you can fake it. Right. Right. Or, or someone's in, in, in a, and it goes a, a personal trainer. Right. The trainer can just like, well, pick this up, hold it like this. Right. Right. You're not, Create. I think dad's class or whatever. Did you ever take a dad's class when you were a kid? My I, mother I, made me, forced me to take. No, I just did one last year. I did Zumba. No, no, no. But a formal dance. Class. I did a Zumba class. Is that a formal dance? It's well, not. I thought that was dance. an exercise, like a cardio. I'm well, talking dance, like. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, like yeah. learning the the yeah, waltz, yeah, yeah, yeah. the waltz well, and yes. the salsa yeah, and the yeah, rumba and absolutely. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, if you've ever done that and you're in a class with a whole bunch of people, you can kind of fake like moving along, and you're. Kind of the teacher could see it. I took a, I took a salsa class uh, with a girl I dated, and this is just not that long ago. Um, and we were signed up to this place, and I love dancing. I do. And she's like, oh, "You're stepping all over my feet." I don't know <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." So we we went like maybe like eight nine times. Yeah. By the eighth time, boy, the instructor she had broken toes. No, 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 no. It gets better. 
The, so she, we, we always ended up in a fight. And I was like, what is going on? I said, I'm trying. The instructor finally goes over and goes, you know, he's supposed to lead. Uh. And she was like, ah, ah, right? So what does she have? A will to conquer. Right. She doesn't want to be led. Right. Guess what? This is not going to work out. Right. Right. And there we go. And I was like, there we go. And I said, I feel like I'm doing it right, but I'm have a will to know. So I can actually be pretty adjust. You, you, yes. You're flexible. Yeah. You, right. you, flexible you can then. adjust. But no, but that's a good point right. though, that we're create, we have to manifest the situation in order for you to get the illustration versus sitting at a ah, desk. Wait, stop. Okay. To get to your vision. Yes. And if I can't manifest it, you're not going to see, I'm not ready. It gets worse though. I could be manifesting it in a manifesting it in a way that you don't see it. So now I'm going to figure out different manifestations in order for you to get it or explain it in a way. Right. I can't just say like, well, this is it. If you don't get it tough. <laughs> no, you can't because these people are paying big bucks and they're like, they're like, you know, I expect, you know, whatever. And, but what I'm, the reason why I'm calling this out is because I want more people to appreciate the, 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 what a pro has to do in order to get this. It, yeah. I mean, it's not at all like, um, it's really hard. It's not what I'm it's saying. Really is, it's not at all. Like, let's say you <laughs> don't really get, difficult. let's say you don't get advanced math. Let's say you don't get advanced math. Right. And there's this formula and it's long and whatever. And you sit there, well, and you struggle with it. Well, a, a math teacher's like, look, there's a, it's binary. It's, you either get it right or you don't. And a math teacher's like, these are the steps you take and this is what you follow. And this is the way that you do it. There's no like creative, like, well, what happens if I just decide to throw all those numbers up in the air and then suddenly they're going <laughs> to, I don't know, magically, I don't know, make themselves into something. Can I put them through a funnel? If I put them through a funnel and they go into a bottle at the bottom of the bottle, maybe the answer will come out. No, that's not going to work either. Huh? What if I put them in backwards? I got a better idea. What if I cross off a few and then I just add a couple other ones and we just, I don't know, create something really good. And it's like, no, but, none of that's going to work. But buddy. what a math teacher might do is okay. Do, do a sing along. <laughs> <laughs> 12 times four is 48. <laughs> well, that's what good. are they going to do? No, no, no. What they might do though, is maybe do some lead up equations, right? Maybe say, you know what? We're, we're, we're jumping the shark some here. Some hand feeds to borrow a test. Uh, yes, absolutely. Some hand feeds, but. So would you have done that with your guy who was having strike zone or was coming to the ball late? Did you, I, I forgot to even ask you that. Did you do any type of hand feeds with him? No. It was all live ball. No, because we we'd, we'd had a lesson before where I've done that. And I also know based on that first lesson, ba I knew where to kind of, I could, t I know how he hits. Right. The, the first time I did. Interesting. Right. And okay. he had, but he had already been on the ball machine that day, uh, the day before I was, I was super warmed up. I was ready to rock. I was good. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of factors. So, but all these pieces are coming together now. All these pieces are coming together right? This and, and will to take, conquer we're, versus will to know. Yeah. I found it fascinating. So this woman that you were dating, that was the moment when you were like, oh, well, the conquer, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. You know what? I had a great time. And the lessons were Take gone. care of yourself it forever. Bad. Right. Right. It just, and again, ready. But again, my thing was like, I was doing something wrong and her will to conquer was blaming me. Right. Right. Which that's where, and this goes back to where, and this is where we, 
and maybe this is, you know, we talk about the fantasy facility. We talk about filling out a form, whatever we talk about. Let's try to acknowledge who we are going into this whole coaching relationship. Maybe this is like a, this is like one of the top questions are you, and we got to figure out a nice way to ask it. Cause people are probably going to be offended. Like a will to conquer. I, I don't have a will to conquer. I don't even know what you're saying. Will to conquer. What is that? You know what I mean? But the reality is, is that's where it's just not going to work. That's exactly what you're saying. It's just not going to work because, because if, if, if you're a will to conquer person and you're with a will to know coach, they're going to be like, after a while, as much as you want to try, it's going to be disinteresting for the coach. Because the coach is going to be like, this person really doesn't really want to learn. Much. No, but it's they disinteresting to- for the student as well because they are going to be getting so much information that they're like, I don't want all that information. Right. I don't have a will to and know. And if you flip it and you have a will to know student with a, and this is where I've been struggling probably a long time in my life, is that we get with we will to knowers unknowingly end up with the will to conquer people. And we think to ourselves at some level, oh, this guy will be good for me. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a hard ass or whatever. He's a, oh, he's a ball buster. He's going to, you know, this will be really good for me. (laughs) And we're like, but then we start asking questions and then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, here's what we're doing. And you're like, no, no, no. But I, I I really have a question here. It's like, yeah, it's too many questions or, or they'll put (laughs) Well, so how did uh, how did little Sully do today? Well, uh, you know, your son's a very inquisitive guy. <laughs> he had a lot of questions for me. He had a lot of questions, and you're like, and 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 then and then if you're and if you're one of those parents that's like, you know, you really should not ask the coach so many questions. It's kind of distracting from the lesson or whatever. It should really be your cue to go. Actually, I don't think this is a good fit, right? And that's and that's really what we should be doing. Hundred percent. That's what we should be doing. But 100%. I wanted to get. Th- it's really important for for us to. So we talked about awareness, and when you come on, when you come on the court, and we we talked about there's a certain element of emotion, emotional reality that's there, and that's that self consciousness, and then it can go, it can go multiple ways. And the challenge here, really, the challenge is to get people to get in the right frame of mind get in the right frame of mind. And I want to bring us back to vision because I think this is so important. We've talked in previous episodes, although we're not, we haven't released it about being a mind traveler and how important it is to be a mind traveler. Because by being a mind traveler, you don't have to necessarily sit there and say, I'm going to Florence this summer and we're going to be, you know, you know, saying you can sit there and say, where do I want to be with this? And this goes back to the vision, right? We talked about the vision and we talked about you are now going to how this has changed based on our previous conversations. You said you're going to approach your students and you're going to ask them to actively go out to find videos of professional players who have strokes, tennis strokes that you that they would like to emulate or that they that that, that so that so they have a vision. And the reason for having that vision is because you want them to take hold of it and take ownership of this whole thing, right? And we talked about in a previous episode how important vision classes are. You know what I mean? And the reason to have vision. So I guess what I really wanted to get to was also when we talk about a vision, when we talk about vision, taking that apart and what we really mean by a vision, because it's more than just, oh, I saw Serena's swinging volley and I want to replicate that. There's a lot of, there's a lot more pieces that are involved in that. And we touched on one in the previous episode, which was, 
you know, you may have limited, you may have limited mobility based on your age or your conditioning. Or like you said, I'm not going to waste the guy's time. It'll take him three years to, to stutter step, to learn to stutter step. And what's the point of that? He's just, he, this is not his goal. This is not where he's at. So you have to align the vision with where they're at and their age. Yeah. Am I thinking about this right? hundred percent age 100%. and on their, their health. future, their, their health, their health, but also their future goals. Like if they're a kid, it's going to be very different than if they're somebody who's, who's, who's a little bit older. Right. Absolutely. So when we have these vision classes, we want it. it let's take this further, which is somebody's going to bring you a video snippet of somebody famous, a professional tennis player, and they're going to be playing. What are you going to do? Where are you going to take it from there? What I would, where I would take that would say, well, what, what do you like about this? Well, I like, I like the way it goes up like this, or I like the way they rotate their shoulders. I like this. Okay. Do you know why they're doing that? I would explain the the scientific, like what's going on here, why they're doing that. I would explain why. And then I would have to explain to them, do you do any sort of training? Like, do you do any, at any age, like do you throw a medicine ball, a slam ball? Do you do any kind of rotational things? Well, well, I don't. Okay, so I like the I like that you're picking this forehand and the way they have a unit turn, but you don't because you don't really know how to rotate your shoulders. So to go down this road, we would have to start maybe just throwing a medicine ball a little bit in our lesson just to get you to start rotating. Um, and then we, so one thing I do, so let's, let's go with that. Someone wants a, a forehand where they hold on to the racket, they hold the throat and they rotate their upper body to get right. So it gets the hand out of the way. Right. So it's right. So it promotes the unit turn and the, and the, and the, the, the risk goes up, the set risk goes up. So one thing I'll do is just to get them to rotate. If I don't think that they're ready to throw a medicine ball and I, I got this from a, an, another pro, I, I don't forget who I got this from, but I put on, do you know what Chinese jump ropes are? Uh, no. So it's basically you put them around your ankle. It's like a big loop, stretchy loop. And you put them around two people, put them around their ankles and then you like run through it and do jumps over it and everything like that. Wow. So I will take that and actually fold Those it. Those are almost like resistance bands. Yeah, but it but it's it's but it's like a big circular jump rope, but it's thin. Okay. It's not that big. Okay. Just go on YouTube and check out Chinese jump ropes. And I'll actually I have a bunch of those cuz they're cheap. And I fold them in half like double loop them. Then I'll put them on their wrists like handcuffs. And the idea is that you keep your hands separated. So apart so you keep it taut. So there's no slack in the jump ropes. And then what I'll say is now take your arms back. And they look at me like, well, I can't. I have the jump ropes on. I said, well, that's the point. <laughs> rotate your upper bot, rotate your torso. Right. What moved your arms? My arms? No. no. It was your torso. Right. And then they're like, oh. And then I'll say, okay, now bring your arms back. And then what they'll do initially will they'll cross their arms. They won't rotate forward. Then the jump ropes get slack. And I'll say, so what just happened? They're like, well, it fell off. I said, so did you keep it taut? Well, no. So how do you keep it taut? And I'll watch adults, I'll watch kids. They will do it wrong for a good five minutes. And you're like, okay, well, if you rotate away and it stays that way, you could. Oh, but again, ready? 
it's it's the it's not that they don't understand it. No, it's they're not feeling it. Yeah, they're that brain body connection. Rock my brain, rock my body. Tennis rockers is not there yet. Yeah. So, but again, it's illustrating that this is what we're going. So we're we're moving in that direction. Right. And it's not a movement that they would normally make. No, but here's but here's where you get empowered as a, as a coach. Then you say, do you understand that? Yes. Okay, so next week, I need you to practice this motion. And you can do it without the Chinese jump ropes. You can do it at home. Just do it like 10 times a day where you keep your arms separated and rotate your upper body. Next week, I'm going to bring my slam ball, and we're going to do about 5, 10 minutes of just throwing the medicine ball. Because you said to me and showed me that your vision is to have a forehand like this. So then they come back to you and say, hey, did you do the rotational thing? Oh, you know, I, I, I forgot. Okay, okay, well, we're not going to then move on to the slam ball. We're going to do this again. Then what will happen is either they're going to do it or they're not. Well, at that point, you could also replay the vision or remind them. But of I the always had the vision to go back to now, and it was their vision, not me. Right. I'm supporting them on their vision, right. not imposing my vision. Yes. And then it also gives me the ability to say, but this is what you wanted. Well, I've changed my mind. Okay. okay. Then give me something else. But what I'm doing then is keeping you on the hook for your development. And for people who are going to sit there and say, well, geez, that doesn't sound very fair. I mean, the whole point of a tennis coach is to just teach me tennis. Well, yes, but the point of having the vision is for you to have something to hold on to that you really love because you don't walk on in the tennis court really loving Sully. <laughs> I mean, you might like him. You've had lessons with him, but it's not something that you necessarily love where you're like, I just love watching Sully. You don't videotape. You don't video, right? You don't video. You don't, you don't sit there and go, I love watching you. You're so amazing. You know what? I'm going to have my daughter over here videotape our entire lesson. And we're going to go back on Saturday night with the popcorn. Like we would the ATP instead of watching the ATP, we're going to watch Watch your lesson. You, you, Ain't you with the gun shop and, and, and the beer punch. We're, we're gonna really get that one. Can we get a picture and then hang, we're gonna hang it in our over our mantle? Our, <laughs> that's I love gonna... watching Sully move. Oh, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. And I'm so grateful that you are um of good humor because a lot of people would be like there'd be you know, you know what going on in the background, like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe that you just talked about that. No, but your self-effacingness is important too. And and the point is, is that the vision, it's so important because they can go back and go, Justine Hennon, right, right, right. Serena Williams, right, 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 right. Or, or they just say a word. It's like a Q word psychologically. Oh, Federer, right, yep, right, 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 right. That's what we're going for here. Yes, right, 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 right. And it's a cue to snap them back in the moment and to want to do the work. That's, that's why it's so important, right? And, and ready, here's one. Maybe they don't get the unit turn, but maybe their hands do go up. Maybe they get most of the melody right. <laughs> you know, they get a part of it. They get a part of it. But right. they've got a toehold. They got a foothold. Yes, and then you know they may get, but it's still going to be better. But it's still theirs. Hey, you hit three out of the four markers for this, right? That's and really maybe, good. And maybe as time passes, as time passes. Oftentimes I see this with my kids is that you just need to walk away and then come back. So you, you, in other words, they walk away from that vision and their body is doing something behind the scenes that you don't even account for. And then they come back. And before you know it, it's almost the same thing we've been talking about processing. Their body's been processing it. So now it's not just your brain 
but your body's been processing it while you've been away and maybe they're working on another vision, but now they come back and they've like cleared the slate a little bit, but yet the body still retained a lot of it. And now they can, they can take the next level. So let's say they got two or three out of the four fit components that were critical to that. Now they can come back and they're clearer. They're more clear. They've cleared out the memory banks. Well, the, the, if there's a f- four markers and they're hitting two out of the four, and they give space for those two to kind of settle in and really uh, ferment and get there, then you're taking away, t- there's only two things left, right? And then there's that incremental learning. Right. And that's what I'm talking about, like information mode. As human beings, we're, we need to incrementally learn more, not just information dump, where it's like, right, that's where in the- we need time to assimilate it. We need time to make connections to other things that we've experienced in our lives so that we can grasp it. Right. Yeah. And, and tennis is, and tennis playing tennis is a bit ethereal in some ways because it's like, it's unlike what you're going to do in your normal day. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're not going to go go to to get the groceries, go to your math teacher. Okay. Mr. Uh, algorithm right all right let's go with pythagorean whatever it may be your your highfalutin physics thing now as you're doing the the equation why don't you run across the room while you're writing and i'll throw pencils at you right how's that one right Right? and at the same time and i want those pencils to go into a little bucket that you're going to hold to the you're going to hold on your right side as you're right as you write with your left hand and then i'll be yelling you (laughs) suck as top of my lungs while you're doing that how does that work for you Tennis, welcome to hell. Right. Wait, no, but think of that though. In oh, everything else, it's here. Here's one, two, right? Like cycling. Okay, let's go with cycling. Let's do cycling, except we're gonna have marksmen's trying to shoot you as you're going through on the Tour de France, or we're gonna throw rocks at you while you're gonna avoid those at the same time. Once we add these elements of, there's a person on the other side trying to make you fall and miss, <laughs> right? And you're saying, so think about all the components. And at the same time, there's a technical aspect. There's an intellectual aspect. There's strategy, technique, athleticism. Maybe this is why, maybe we're getting at, this is why tennis has been considered. I know you're going to argue with this as a no, it's because of the money, but maybe this is why tennis has been considered in some ways an elite sport. Because there is the other aspect. Yes, you can argue the money and all this stuff, but maybe it's also considered an elite I don't sport. argue the money. I think that's a cop out when people say the money thing. No, but I'm just saying it, that that's why people sit there and say it's an elite sport because of the cost. No, that's not true. But, but maybe yeah. it's an elite sport because of the complexity that's involved. Because there's it. so many variables. There's a ton there, of variables. They say we're back yeah. to the variables again. Right. And if there's a lot of variables, right. and people understand that, you provision to the table, mm-hmm. we have to explain listen, <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Right. I like your vision. We're going to get as close as we can. But to arguably it. that vision is what keeps people holding on in the face of those complexities. That's what keeps me singing. Isn't that, that's isn't what that, keeps me coming isn't back. Isn't that what keeps people coming, coming back because they're like, Oh, I've got to like, you have a vision of yourself as a, as a, as a singer in some whatever it is i, I know I, I can hear what i want to do no but i'm not just that not just hear what you want to do no, no, no you're missing it I, I i'm i'm i hear what i want to do uh-huh. i know how i want to perform yeah i know how i want the song to come across right i know as the front man sully 
to theft of the gallows. I want to do shameless plug total theft of the gallows. <laughs> Get ready, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I can see it. I can taste it. I know what my, my quote unquote rock persona is. Right. Right. And you need mm. to have your tennis persona. I give all my students nicknames, all of them, every single one, because this is you on the court. This is you being Sully on stage. This is your Time man, splash, sweetie, Nikki Flail. These are nicknames I give people that are like, come on, man. Like this is but when you come that, out but here. Isn't that name, isn't that persona creating their vision? Isn't that I I'm not creating, isn't that persona amplifying their vision that they came to you? I'm helping them with that, mm-hmm. yes. That's the thing, is that the fact that you're out here, no, 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 no. When you walk in this court by me saying, Listen, you're not this, you're freak of nature. Right. <laughs> just, well then older she might be the most balanced person i've ever met in my entire life and i've been teaching for years and i was like so would you play she's like a lot of softball and i was like that's why you crank it <laughs> like she just like on like she is always just things that she should not get you're like I, i'll be like you're a free and then she laughs freaky right. i'm like freak of nature she's like i know i don't know what happened and she just get things that other people hit in the drill and you're like we're all like popping the champagne great oh she got it again right but when they come out it's important that you check your headspace that you're you're ready to sing you're, you're standing in front of a microphone. You're, you're coming in with your vision on how you're going to play because if you come in distracted from your vision because of what else, else is going out outside of the court, if you're distracted... Self-conscious. How, th- say it again. Self-conscious. How, give me a third time. Three, self-conscious. Self-conscious. You're no longer paying attention to your vision, which means you're distracted and self-conscious and you're not going to play well and you will never ascertain your vision. So by having your superhero tennis name, it allows you, I think, at least with my students, to put into perspective, this is my time. This is my vision time. It's funny because there's a guy out there and I, I've got to look it up now, but he, uh, <clears throat> he, the book has a pair of glasses on it and it's a yellow cover and I'm trying to remember I've read it, but, but basically he talks about how these people how important it is for people. This was a different approach and vision, but it was basically like how important it is for people to assume a persona before they go into something that they've really got to do well or whatever, maybe not even well, but they're just interested in doing. And he, he, he likens it to uh, Clark Kent putting on the, the Superman glasses. And that's why the glasses are on the cover of the book. Okay. But basically he's, he's saying you gotta, you put these glasses on and suddenly you become the reporter, the mild, mild mannered reporter. Right. And so your persona is helping your students. It's interesting. I think you're taking your students vision. Let's say they came in and say, I want to hit like this. And then you're giving your own little spin on it and you're helping them to sort of morph their vision into you're not Federer or (laughs) Williams, but you're you and you're unique. And by doing that, you're giving them something, which is really important, which to outside observers probably seems stupid. Like it's a nickname. That's stupid, but it's not 
because you're giving them this ability to transform themselves, to let go of their self-consciousness when they come on the court, to assume a persona, right? And to be able to reconnect with that vision every single time. Isn't that, isn't that what you're... And every player, whether they have a nickname or not, if you've, if you've been playing tennis for a long time, everybody has signature shot. Right, you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, like, we yeah, were just yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's that's. My, I lo- everyone has right. the shot they love. Mine is the one-handed backhand slice down the line. I'm a righty, so I, I love that low. Like I'm gonna t- even when it's not the right shot, <laughs> I'm gonna take it, buddy, because I love that shot. It's my shot. People are like, oh, you're going for that one again? You're like, I know, I thought I had it, but I didn't. I knew it, right? But everybody has that signature shot and we should celebrate that. And so when I know what that is, or you're like, you know what, we're going to develop that shot. Or maybe that signature shot can lead to another one, another superhero power, right? But again, when you can put that in there with the nickname, it's really cool, right? And it's beyond cool. You're dumbing it down actually unknowingly. It is giving a person a sense of accomplishment and ownership and a depth of interest and a willingness to come back, right? And a fulfillment of their vision. So you're giving them all that in that one little thing, the signature shot. So it sounds simple to the outside observer, but if you really take it apart, look at all the gifts that you give when you get that. Just that one thing like, oh, that's your signature shot. You should go for it. I mean, that's pretty heavy. Uh, most people put it, you're reading too much into it. Okay, fine. I'm reading too much into it, but I'll tell you that's, those are some of the gifts that you're giving the person. That's, and I that's think huge. Ha- well, thank you. And I think having that persona, that persona yeah. that you're talking about, like the Clark Kent persona. Yeah. It's not inauthentic either. It's an, no, it's just a different version so, of yourself. Correct. Like, like the, the, ex- me, the songwriting Sully is not that far off from the tennis coach Sully my performance with theft to the gallows is is not inauthentic it is partly it's me on steroids. it's me just letting it out right it's it's it, my performance yeah. is an extension right. of me emotion how i'm feeling or interpreting a song and i think everybody locked into one persona and I think it's important that people... Or we get locked in the persona that we need to to survive. Which is a will to conquer. Right. Which is analogous self, to a will to conquer. Which is self-preservation. Right. So will to conquer is about self-preservation. Right. A will to know is different. Right. Although at some level you could argue that a will to conquer is a, a will to grow. But it's, it has extreme limitations because it, shut, it shunts the ability to will to know. Right. And it's in its absolute ascension, come hell or high water, scorched earth tactics, it blunts the ability, the will to know. And that's a problem because then you're not really, you're just going through the motions to try to conquer and then you end up hollow. You know what's when I just thought of this with the nickname thing. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm like fixated. I heard exactly what you You're said. You're processing. The will I'm to know. I'm processing yeah. the will to the know nickname. right now. So the nickname also allows someone when they leave a lesson, maybe I, I should ask my students. That let's say that they, unless we've all had uh, hitting sessions or a lesson or even when I've played where I'm like, oh God, just this felt wrong. It just, I wasn't there, right? It just, tennis is one of those, 
haptic response sports where you're just like this, I need a shower. This is horrible. <laughs> like this just didn't feel good. Right. When you know, you've had, haven't hit it clean or flush, you know, you're just like, Oh, I just off today. My timing is off. I'm not moving well, but in a weird way, maybe the nickname also allows somebody to be like, well, that was freaking nature. I'm now I'm back to being my job, my day job, or right. being a, a wife or a husband or whatever it may be, or a dad. But it's kind of like, that was me in my other persona. I got to let that go now because I got to do this other thing. I don't know. I'm just, again, I don't know. No, it's, I think does that have flags on that? unknowingly saying is that the nickname is a trigger moment for um, your ability to discard your self-consciousness. Right, you know you the nickname. You know I really like you. Trigger moment. Do you know what? Do you know I like you? Because I say things and then you regurgitate them back like it's a lot smarter than I did. Like I know. I was like, wow, who said that? That's amazing. Can you say that again? It's the nickname is an ability for you. It's a trigger moment or a trigger word for you to discard your self consciousness. Right, and then ultimately, what's happening? And stop because 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 you come in if you've got some self consciousness, you come in with that overarching emotional template and it's preventing you. But then as soon as you get the nickname, it's a trigger word. So we sports psychologists like this stuff, which is this trigger word stuff, but it's a trigger word for you. Like what's a nickname for, for good freaking nature. Let's pick somebody else. Pick a, another nickname. Oh, uh, extremo <clears throat> extremo. Okay, great. So she <laughs> thought she came with this shirt that said it was like, extreme um something training it right. was and i was like extreme effing tennis and then that and so i just got and she wore it all the time so i was like extreme effing tennis man let's go and that turned into extremo okay <laughs> so but extremo extremo and arguably i think people wear this stuff they they put this stuff on because there's there's a certain amount of wish fulfillment in that Yes. When they wear that. Absolutely. Wear that, you know. So extreme. When, when they put the skin tight Lance Armstrong suit on and they hop on the bike, there's a wish fulfillment that's going on. But, but yeah. Okay. But, but well, so why that, do you think of my Keith Richards <laughs> skull rig? There you go. <laughs> Come there you on, go. man. There's wish fulfillment. <laughs> Absolutely. There, for sure. Yeah. But so this allows people to discard their self-consciousness, that nickname. And I, I think that's I, really. But my, but my, I see. My, so you made that smarter. The reason I do is cause I, I like these people too, but I also wanted them to not take things so seriously that they got in the way of themselves. That when you come onto my court, that's why I say things like, Ooh, that was embarrassing. Right. And just, just yesterday I was hitting with this one of my students. And I totally shanked the ball. It was sock boy again, sock serving boy. And he goes, that was embarrassing. I'm like, you think? I mean, my ball went straight into the ceiling. And he was like, and you're the pro. I'm like, I know it happens. But then there's that thing of like, oh, if he's self I can do the same thing too. We all do it. When you said watching the practice sessions from Joker and you're like, oh, he just hit it in the net six times. Mm. I can do that, right? That's normal. We all do it. And if you take it too seriously, and that was my whole reason for the nicknames was like, listen, this is to be a fun time, fun to learn, 
fun to move, enjoying people and this dynamic, cutting people mm. slack. Again, it, the, the, the Nick, you're reiterating what I said okay. in a different way, that that's giving people the permission to break with their self-consciousness, to bring the right attitude to right. try to toward achieving their vision. Right? I mean, Be, isn't that what the purpose of the Because if is? you're coming in too serious, again, I, I think you're right. You, you, even if they don't have a vision, they can't even shape one. So even, even if they're like, I'm not going to do that. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to kind of then help you with your vision. Maybe we can put this together. Like, you're not coming in with one. But Otherwise, if, you're back at the 1980s instruction manual trying to figure out what these words mean. Tur- sure. Yeah. Turn to the side, <laughs> low to high, touch the sky. Okay, Catch the racket over your left shoulder. That's great. Turn to the side. I don't know why high. I've had to tell you this so many times and you're not getting it. Well, there's no vision there. Right. You know, that's it. That's it. You want to play like this person. You got to have the vision. And it's, yeah, but also as coaches, we have to have the vision too of what, what do we want for our students? Like, like what, and I'm going to call, call us as, as coaches also, like, what do you want for your students? Or the people that you coach, what is your vision for them? Each individual student. Yes. Let's be clear. Or, or, or a class. Yeah. What is your vision but for But even class? within a class, you got to talk about the individual students. Yes, each person. Well, and that's, ah, and that, and that, and you want to talk about, you want to talk about, and, and this, you know, not to pump you up even more because you don't need it. We're going to like, <laughs> pump you up. <laughs> but, you know, if you think of, you, you, you talk about the difficulties of being a tennis coach and you talk about, we just, we just talked about all this stuff of like, you know, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to be thinking within, microseconds about decisions that you're going to make that can impact your uh, student's ability to learn or be frustrated and not learn. But now (laughs) when you get into the class setting and you've got all these different students and you've got four or six or eight students with different styles. And we talked about this in a previous episode of just the emotional dynamics of like somebody is not learning. Maybe you you have a will to conquer person and the rest are will to knows and all this other stuff, but you have to be calculating for that. And you, and I think that for the lesser among us, the answer is let's just feed some bells. Let's just go through this drill. (laughs) You know? Well, Well, I think this, so this could be another episode for, coaching tips maybe and again i'm not the authority on this i'm just yeah, i'm giving yeah. my nobody said you were I in fact am, i don't even know who you are at this point <laughs> imo i gotta clarify uh in my opinion actually it's imho my humble opinion <laughs> you don't want to be humbled though I'm do you guy. yeah I, can, long I, island. I am actually pretty humble there's the long island but i think for large classes when a coach walks over and is like give me like a technique thing that's not the time Large classes are not the time for technique. They're for big concepts, strategy. That is not the time because you're going to get bogged down in the minutia on one player and fixate on, hey, uh, you know, you're going to be using the continental grip. Like the, if the kid is 16, 17, and he doesn't have the continental grip by then, you ain't going to fix it. You ain't going fi- to fix it in, in, in your five minutes before they play some points out. Uh, serving champ of the court 
that's not going to happen. That's called a private lesson over a lot, a long period of time with a lot of reps. They're going to stop you. So big concepts. Can you give us just throw down some examples? What the big concepts are that you would cover in a group lesson? Just throw it out. So I just mobile movement. Like here, we're we're going to do. We're, we're we need you guys to move like this, or we're going to be working on if it's a doubles class. We're going to work on serve and volleying, right? But and we need the net player to move on a wide serve we're gonna have the net player do this you're gonna come in on this right you're just gonna set parameters that they need to go through that are that they might encounter when they're playing got it that's it uh, but to get into the minutia of you know all, all these technical aspects in a group class of 32 boys it's insane right like it's absolutely <laughs> insane and i don't understand why I have found, I've never seen it stick where a coach will walk over and I'll have a kid that I give private lessons to. Well, I think secretly, and I, I, I'm just pausing you for a moment on this. I'm just giving you the parent perspective because I'm the parent. I've been the parent payer and whatever. I think secretly parents, because lessons get expensive, parents are like, yes, I'm hoping for this moment because I, I can't afford to pay for privates. So I've got the kid in groups. And I've been hoping for this moment. As a parent, you're like, yes, yes but you know what that he's kid is? talking to Charlie. And no, I no, 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 Next day, he's out practicing his serve with the one thing we told him because he has a will to know, not a will to conquer. If we need to walk up to you because you have a pancake grip for the last decade, <laughs> you do not have a will to know. Oh, my God. This just hit me. The will to conquer is analogous to the checklist life we're all living because you are, you are, you are, because we're always going through all this checklist stuff. Right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm here every day. That's good. So you, but no, but you think about that. You, you the, the checklist life that we're living because people are, that is a, that is a dumbed down version of the will to conquer. Right. Now, when we say will to conquer is wins and losses and all this, uh, went, the, went to tennis class, but the right I played tennis. Yes. Went to ballet, took, took Bobby to his piano lessons. Now on to dinner. Now onto this, the will to conquer must conquer, must conquer. And it's not leaving space for the will to know. And it's not leaving space for processing and reflection, which we've been talking about over and over again. And we're going to keep talking about it. So for those of you who are interested in, but not interested in this episode, don't tune in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think, can, can, can you give me one more minute on this? Because I think this is important. I want to. I want to bring all, this back. All coaches need to understand, if they're not coming up to you asking, then don't tell them. Right? You can walk over and say, hey, can I show you? But if they go right back to what they were doing, they don't care. And you're not going to browbeat them because now you're, because then what that does. Because their will, that's a signal, their will to conquer people. They're not will to know. And they don't have a vision for themselves. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to hammer your vision into your student that has a will to conquer. In that short time frame, in a group chaotic, in a chaotic group class where you're just trying to keep everybody marching to the same beat. Correct. Right. You're an orchestra. At that point, you've really got to look at yourself less as the band 
and you got to look at yourself as a, a concert band or an orchestra or some big ensemble. This is not a private lesson for musicians. No. And when we talk about the bigger concepts, you're everyone's going to play the game that they have. Right? You everyone's here are the cards that you were dealt and now here's class. And when they say game, you're not just talking about you're talking about their ability to move, their everything. Whatever grips they're using, whatever their volleys are, whatever they serve like, right. we're all you're going to play it and this is it. And feel like, "Well, I keep losing everybody." Okay, that's right. Now, do you have a will to know why you're losing to everybody? I, I kind of do. Okay, then let's get in a private lesson. Well, I mean, they're so expensive. They are expensive. Bring your phone. Oh, you don't have to bring your phone because you always have your phone. And you can film the entire lesson. And I will tell you everything you need to know. Right. We can break it down. There's no copyright protections. Zero. I'm okay with it. You can film me. Just don't post it. And... Although, if you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night, you can always watch Sully for an hour move. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we can watch teach. So you you then can t film your lesson. Yeah. So yes, it is expensive. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. Film the lesson. Here are the three things that I think you need to know why you're losing in class. We'll break them down. Now go practice them yourself. You don't need to and then see me in six months, or I'll see you in class, and then you can ask me in class. Hey, so I was watching. And I have to add this. If you're dealing with a will to know, or you also have to treat them with care, kid gloves, as my dad used to say. And the reason you have to do that is because if you over talk it, right, if it's they're too will much to knowers, then it's too much. Like my kids are will to know, my kids are will to know, but I find myself, I have to back off. Like I'm yeah, you like, you love the information dump. I, I you do. You love it. You love it. Say not, it. Say it. Can I explain myself? Yeah. Go or for are it. you just going to talk me? All right, go for it, go I, for it. what I like, what I like to do is make minor corrections to avoid major corrections. So I try to do that, but I've also had to realize that that is information overload. So I, I, I do it because I don't want this to go down, you know, S Hill to the point where we're at the bottom and now I got to recover because it's a lot harder to dig yourself out of a 20 foot hole than it is to dig yourself out of a minor rut that you're walking in. It's just, Oh no, I, I get that's that. my I approach. Do. No, I get that. But at the same time, I also am not when I interrupt like that and my kids are pretty good. They put out the hand, <laughs> but I also have realized by the hand and other things that <laughs> that wait so you're reading facial expressions yes body language oh it's delightful but I, so when they're crying that tells you that you've cry. got no, stop to stop that does not happen they do get mad at me though and they tell me to stop talking because they're focused and i have to account for their processing which is really important if we're really going to be true to nurturing the vision and nurturing who they are and taking them with what they have and trying to develop that, we have to also allow them the space to process and the space, right? I mean, that's ultimately right. Right, because then what happens is if you keep information dumping, that's you with a will to conquer your student. Right. And that's check, check the box, and 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 that's not and that's not meant to talk in a negative or pejorative no, sense. No, no, it's it's you're checking the box because you're maybe you're a coach and you've got a supervising coach that's like, look, you got twelve weeks class, and this is what we're supposed to, we're we're expected to get through. You're a teacher, and you've got state mandated standards. This is what we're expected to get through, whether you get it or you don't. This is what we're going to get through. So it's check the box, will to conquer. 
very traditional mechanistic approach versus versus what we're talking about here, which is a more organic, um, self-actualized, self-analyzed methodology of taking this apart and treating the individual as an individual. And or and like, or, or a group. I've done this in drill in class where I have something going on and it's going really well. And in my head, I'm like, oh, they've got it. We're, we're Pick up, let's go. I'm like, guys, we're getting ready to go. Let's do this. And then it's like, <laughs> and, then, and then the last 20 minutes where I thought we were there, yeah, I just... That was my will to, and I caught myself where I was like, <sighs> and then, then my, and my students know me well enough now where some of them will go like, well, that bombed. <laughs> and of course, like way to ruin our drill coach. And you're like, yeah, I kind of, I should have just left it tonight. They were like, we were having fun. Why did it have to end after 20 minutes? Like that one drill, it was going really well. Let it go for 40 minutes. Because you thought they were ready for the next thing. Yes. Is that why you did it? Yes, but one or two. One was my excitement for the next part of it. Right. Like, oh, we're, I'm scaffolding. You guys are going to see this now because you have a will to know. You're going to love this. And I just <laughs> popped my own balloon. Do you like my balloon? Pop. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to, if you love this, you're going to really love this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You know what it is? It's like when, when you're cooking and they're like, no, 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 no. You just put a little bit more salt in. And then they're like the, the salt cap comes off and it just dumps in. It's that's exactly what I've, and I've done that multiple times. Or the sauce is really good. And you just add, you just keep uh, adding, you add water to thin it out. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, okay. I've done that with pancake batter, is, with pancake batter. Then you pour it on the griddle and then it like, it's like, it's like this is disgusting. <laughs> now this is disgusting. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's the moment, but I think it's, I think that that, and so you've, you've just done something that unknowingly that's really good here too, is that there's a limit to each time that we work with the vision. There's a, li- and there's I've, a and limit. And I've, yes. I've had to, yes. And I've had to work on not pushing the vision. I'm still, I still struggle with that where I've misread it in a student or I've misread it in a class where I was like, yeah, that was, that was not the time. Right. I, I still wrestle with that because well, but I I'm, not, I'm not just talking about, let's assume that it is the time and you are working with the vision. Okay. What I was proposing was that there's kind of within each lesson, there's kind of like an end cap of how far you're going to take that, that, that moment of the vision, how far you're going to take that. So in other words, in other words, I've wanted to acquire this and you're with these, this group of people, whatever, or maybe an individual and you're scaffolding them and you're getting them to a certain point, you know, you're helping them and you're, you're guiding the ball. You're, you're doing these different things to try to make it, you know, and now as a coach, you got to read that moment and be like, we're at this moment. It's very fragile. We're there. I'm not going any further. Even if they're like, even if you think, or they're like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. uh," You have to be like, you know what? Let's keep doing this. Let's, let's do it. Like add a little tweak, but don't go into new territory. Just, this goes back to what you, which, which you always talk about when you're like, no, stop, stop doing all this information, right? You can apply the same thing 
when you're doing, when you've got somebody when and your group or your individual has gotten a toehold into that concept that aligns with their vision, now there's an endpoint to that of where we are at that for that class or that that do, moment, do, right? Do, there has to be an endpoint for that. I agree, and that's really hard. That's difficult because I'll be honest with you. You might be ready to move on because maybe you're getting bored with the concept, but but to this coach, no, you're no, not no, no, getting no, the no, signals. You're not. No, getting no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying the coach. Oh, okay. So if if the student is is not getting well, it, it works it, both ways. Right, but I'm saying is just that I think sometimes coaches we want to move on because we're getting bored. We're like, oh, we're not there yet. Right, we'll do it again, right? Like so, like it might take you four weeks. We're doing the exact same thing, and and I think to keep yourself engaged is really difficult, right? But right. also as a student, you could be wanting to move on because you're not getting it, but you're you're. So there's a, there's a, there's this real weird tension and fine point. So both people say, whereas I'll say, hey, let's try to move on, and if I realize it was the wrong time, I will say. You know, I, I, I think I made a mistake here. We, we, we need to go back a little bit. And a lot of times they're like, you know what? You're right. I wasn't there yet. So I think at least I've and developed. And hopefully you can grab back that moment. You try to grab back that original moment. I rewind. Right? And you try to get to that original moment yes. where things were going well before you. It was out of their, it, it was not the time. It was out of their wheelhouse at that point, And I, I thought they were there. So it's or, or they think they're there. So, we have to have that relationship where we both can speak and say really openly, can we do that again? So what we've established here is that each time, if we go along with this vision concept and we apply that it's important for students to have the vision of who they want to play like or, or, or a shot they want, to, they want to try to achieve, it's really important each time, obviously, to be reading the situation and see where we are. And, and, we, and we haven't even gotten to this other stuff, which I furiously wrote down here. Because when you when you and we will in another episode when you you talk you you say well what do you like about it explain what people are doing scientifically and 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 then what the physical work and then do you do physical work and going through all this stuff we'll get to that later but the point is that at this very point within each session that you have with a student whether it's just a group or it's whatever you as a coach have to know that there's going to be an endpoint here. And when will that endpoint come? And you need to be thinking about, and you have to be reading this, much like you when you read the ball and see how the student is reacting to the ball, you have to be reading the situation and you have to be sitting there thinking to yourself, okay, what's the end? Where's the end point going to come for this? You have to keep that always omnipresent in your mind if you're going to go along with this vision thing. And, and people will sit there and say, well, that's going to be difficult. I don't know that it's going to be that difficult. I think you can feel it. It's kind of an energy thing. Yeah. Is that what you would, in other words, you're kind of like, okay, we're rolling here. Like, let's take that class, that group of four or whatever that you had before at the very moment before you, when you reach that pinnacle moment where you were excited for them and you were excited for the next thing, you need a trigger word. We're, you know, there, or <laughs> that's a bad word. <laughs> It's a terrible bland there. word. There. No. There. What? No, there. You, know, you always do it. You know what? You always do it. You do it. Oh, God. I'm going to blow it. But when you make a good shot, you go, there it is. There it is. Right? You should steal that same thing that you do when you oh, make it. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Whatever Whatever it is. You, I like there it is. Because you're like, when well, you make a shot. No, but you. No, no, no. Hold on. Don't dilute this. You All make right, that. Right. You make that. You say it. What do you say? 
when you make a good shot, I've heard you when you played against my kids, you'll be like, you've made the shot right or you've gotten or whatever. You're like, there it is. Yeah, there it is. I do say Is that, that what you say? Yeah, I yeah say, there okay. It is. So you should. Because it felt, I was like, that's exactly what I was looking for. So yes. you should say, so, so that should be the moment at which you recognize you're at the end of that session's vision. You cannot go any further. You you just you have to say to yourself that trigger phrase. There it is. Okay. And now you've boxed in the vision for that particular session. I'm not moving forward. I'm because like everything, right. it has to have a beginning, middle, and end. And it doesn't have to. But the point is that when you're in this lesson, and I think to help coaches or anybody who's listening to this, if you're going to go along with this vision thing, you recognize that there is going to be an end. And how will you end it? So that you can have success and your students can walk away feeling like, wow, that was really good. You know, it didn't. And, and yeah, I mean, it's always good to have things that bomb every now and then because you're like, okay, that, that didn't work. All right, fine. No problem. You know what I mean? I, I'm willing to take the, the hit on that. But the point is for the majority of the time, if we're going along with this vision concept, you got to have a trigger word. You got to have a trigger phrase. That's like, there it is or whatever you want to use. And, what, and when you get to, there it is, it's, don't move on. <laughs> that's what, that's my that's yeah. my problem. Or keep going with what you've got until the end of the lesson. It's okay. I think. Yeah. But last thing I'll say this. I think we feel pressure though. The will to conquer. There yeah. it is. Yet yeah, we feel the pressure that if something goes on too long, oh, that if it goes on too long, that they're going to get bored. Oh, and it's people. And have, then what? They're going to think it's a bad class. Oh, and, and then what? I know, keep going, right? And then no, no, no. And then what? What are they going to think? I just, I'm just well, curious. Well, they, I don't, ha- I don't know what I'm doing. Or, oh, okay. Or maybe I'm not a good coach. Oh, a chink in the uh, expert yeah, armor. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, interesting. Okay, yep. I just wanted to know. No, all it's those a- things, and you're like, oh, because you want. Think about it. Your job isn't to have people leave your court upset. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna. Re- hey, you guys ready? Because I'm gonna really piss you off today. I want you to leave feeling demoralized, self-conscious, filled with anxiety, and get on with your day. <laughs> Yet you mock. Hold on, that's I, not I, my we job. Gotta, we got to end this. You mock that, but at the same time, we both have said that you got to be okay with the struggle. Which is different, I recognize. Yeah, but yeah, yes. That, but it's the way you get through that struggle. It's the delivery system of that. Right. So my my goal is to have. I'm going to pull out your teeth, but you're going to feel okay about it because I gave you enough Novocaine. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. You got some cavities we're going to drill, but you're going to leave me like you know. I kind of like the dentist. I'm in better shape. Yes. <laughs> That's I'm in better shape than I was. Yeah. Okay. I got, I drilled, they drilled some holes in my teeth, but they filled them up and you know, damn, I'm in good shape now. I feel better. I feel like I've, yes. I feel like I've progressed. Right. So when you're leaving, you feel good about it versus like when I go to the doctor, he's like, you know, all your lip, you look great. Your levels are good. Your cholesterol is good. Blood's great. Versus, you know, we're, we, we need to get in there and get a little, uh, heart test here. <laughs> you're like, what? Right. That's not my, my goal is that you leave thinking, energized, feeling good or challenged. And I don't mean like, ha ha. So amazing. maybe don't be afraid if something you feel like something's going to go, it's going on too long. Don't be afraid of that. Sit in it. It's okay. I think yeah. they're having a good time. Right. And guess what? If it goes on too long, someone's probably going to tell you. You know, that dragged on a little bit. And there's ones where I thought were going well, where I'm like, oh, my drills are killing it today. I really brought it. And then they're like, uh, can we talk to you? That went on a little bit. It, it did? 
like, are you saying that I misread the entire situation? And there's times when you, but there's also probably times when you, then they thought they were ready to move on sooner than you knew they were ready to move on. Oh, yeah. They're like, we're bored with this. This is stupid yeah. or whatever. And you're like, well, uh, we kind of have to keep doing this because you guys aren't getting right. So, movement. so, so that's where the compromise comes in. Right. Right. That's where we get into, you know what? Give me five minutes on this. But that's also where the vision will come in because if they have a vision of who they want to play like, then they've got ownership and then they take some of the pressure off the coaches, right? Ultimately, isn't that, isn't that it's helpful for both parties on both sides? Because if you have that vision, it takes some of the pressure off the coaches. And we need to have that conversation. We need to have the conversation with each student in a class or individually, individual with individual students in a class and say, what's your vision? And then there's a group vision also. I mean, I've said that. And also the beautiful part about this is that if, if, they've got, if they're on board with the vision thing, and you're on board with the vision thing, obviously, but if they're on board with the vision thing, then it can help draw that day's session to a logical close because they've got something to refer to as opposed to an amorphous, okay, everybody, let's pick up balls or whatever. They're like, some people are probably like, well, I wasn't done. And God, we didn't even get to this or whatever. But if they've each got the vision in mind or whatever, then you can be like, hey, you know what? The vision was to function as a doubles team, you two on this side as this. And specifically, we were working at the swinging volley and the return or whatever. I think that rocked. So I think I, you guys rocked that. And that draws it to a conclusion for the student. I also theme out my years now. Ooh. So I theme it out. So this was the year of understanding how your movement on the other side of my doubles classes, how the movement on your side of the court when the ball is being hit by the other team impacts what they're going to do, how you draw out shots, how, right? Like how you bait, how you move. So if you, you know, cut to the left, it might influence the ball to go to the right. Then that's also now, then that was the first half of the year before COVID. And then I was moving towards what does the back person do, their role when they have a, a person in front that doesn't move or how to back them up. So I will theme that out over, right? And these are things that they encounter based on their level and the people that they play with. So my drills are not just made up. It's based on, I know who they're playing with. So there's a vision for them that I'm, I've, even if maybe they don't, they can't say that that's their, their vision. They're reporting back to me. Hey, we had a match if they're on a doubles team, right? Yeah. Uh, or if they're just playing socially with a group of friends and they're like, well, you know, so-and-so plays like this. And this is what always happens when I play with her. She, you know, she's good at nap moving there. So they, let's build that into our class. So then that's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Right. So I really, and I don't always get to it right away, but I, it's always in the back of my mind. Each class is designed for what I think that they want to work on, but then there's a generalized vision for the entire, which I think everybody needs to know. So I try to find that balance of my vision as far as what I think is important to know about doubles and my knowledge of it. And then specifically for each drill, based on their age, how much they're playing, right. who they play with, I will tweak that to be a little bit more specific to them. Right. And then if within the context of that, depends if there's a complete will to know drill or class, we can do a little bit of technique. 
we can do that. What's really great though is that if everybody has that vision, at the end it 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 leaves everybody satisfied. Because then you, they, they they can walk away going, okay, we got that much further toward the vision that I had of myself as a player or playing in this in context of doubles or singles. And then the coach is like, oh, well, I've I've gotten that much further toward the student's vision. And it just, it's just... Guess what? Guess what? Which is why I love going to work. There you go. It's not work. It's not in close. It's fun. It's finagling. Um, I think you just rocked your brain and your body, dude. This is good. This is this. Yes, and I gotta, we, I gotta really get back on making my students more culpable for their vision. That's that's my goal this year. Yeah. All right. Tennis yeah. Rockers, baby. Over now.